Hey, I just wanted to introduce this episode before we get started. I actually recorded this at the beginning of 2020, and I never released it. The pandemic changed around a lot of the stuff I was doing at the time, as it did for a lot of people, but I want to get back to this podcast, so I'm going to start putting out more episodes regularly. But enjoy this episode, because the stuff we go over in this episode is still very relevant today. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rolling there, okay. Hey, guys. So I have a fun guest today. He is a man of many voices and many faces. Mm-hmm. He uh, recently just had this awesome viral uh, video yeah. where they use the deep fake technology combined with his masterful skill of voices. Yeah, it's called A Deeper Look at the Life of an Impressionist, I think. It's, a, it's an unwieldy title, but it still went viral, so... And that is the voice, which you rarely hear in his own voice, is Jim Eskimen. Yes, hello, everybody. <laughs> so, um, so people, uh, wow, I can't talk today. You're doing just fine. Why don't you uh, uh, tell, wow. I'll tell you why. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you do and, uh, and who you are? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, uh, I'm an actor uh, impressionist. And uh, I do a lot of different things, but I, I basically have, in my life, started out as a cartoonist, uh, also studied fine art, but I always had a hankering to perform. I love to do plays, and in college I did plays, but I had a real problem with stage fright. Tackled that with some spiritual training in Scientology. Then I decided, well, you know, I really want to be an actor. That's what I really wanted to be because it's extremely social, fun, and it, it takes that, um, that energy that I want to create or I don't know what you want to call it, but that, that impetus, that uh, desire to create something and funnels it in a way or channels it in a way, I should say, that um, is very satisfying to me and also will create an effect on other people and, and get me in communication with society. And it just seemed like the right, right path for me. But I had to kind of. But in the meantime, I had already developed my skills as a cartoonist and an illustrator and a painter. So I've never like disposed of those skills. I, I still exercise them to some degree. But I don't market myself that way particularly. I don't pursue work that way. I don't say, "Hey, I'll do your portrait." I just go, "You know what? When I feel like it and I just can't stand it anymore, I do a painting." My day job is, and now has evolved into. I've done all kinds of things, but it's evolved into other people's voices. Mm. Which is scary. So uh, give us an example of some of the, some of the most requested voices that you do. Well, right now, my main uh, job and uh, the kind of the money aspect of things, which I think uh, Jake could interest you the most, is doing Colonel Sanders. Now, I, when I was a boy, I remember Colonel Harlan Sanders on, doing his own advertising, and I remember what he sounded like. And uh, uh, so when I heard that the word was out to find an authentic-sounding Colonel voice, I could still remember some of the peculiarities of that uh, that feller. Wow. So uh, I said, hey, how about me? And uh, luckily I had met some people that did uh, copywriting and, and worked for Wyden and Kennedy, this ad agency, and they said, hey, we're looking for this. And I went, oh, I'm, I, I am your guy. <laughs> Took a little convincing, but then they've hired me for about three years doing this. Wow. And uh, that's, that's, that's kind of my, my job job, but I also every week do something different. I'll do... Uh, I do Colin Firth quite often for um, different applications of things. The trailers for films that he does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this whole industry of trailers, yeah. which is a part of marketing. And um, so when they're designing the trailer, 
they, um, like for example, a, a movie called 1917 is coming out. And so uh, they, they want Colin Firth to say something specific in the trailer that he didn't say in the film. So rather than call Colin Firth, who they conceive of as being very busy, they'll call someone like me and I'll do it. So that's, that's a side hustle. It's like every now and then I do Colin Firth. Every now and then I do uh, some other star, Robert De Niro. Uh, I've done him before. Tommy Lee Jones I've done quite often as well. And Jared Harris, who's kind of an unusual, not called for impression. Um, I've done him several times. So it, it, I say it's, it's a nice little side hustle. Mm-hmm. It's probably also a vanishing side hustle because now digitally... Uh, that can be done without calling a human being like me. Really? Yeah. For at least aspects of marketing, like we're trying to pitch this trailer. So they kind of like similar to the way that they're duplicating faces like in Gemini Man or yeah. in yeah. Fast and Furious when or my Paul video. Walker passed away. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah, video. Exactly. That they, yeah. they can do the same thing with voices. Yeah. They come in just like a, a guy blowing weeds and they just blow people like me right out of the, <laughs> right out of the so game. I wanted to, to go back to a point where you were like, it took a little bit of convincing for these, uh, to yeah. get the Colonel Sandals job. Yeah. Cause wanting to talk about where obviously you have a very, like a very long resume, a long IMDb. Yeah. If you look you up, like yeah, you stupid. know, you're obviously qualified for this type of job. What? So I want to just give people a perspective and an idea of what that, what type of that is. And no matter where you're at in your career, you always have to do yeah. the unfortunate thing as artists is that we have to sell. Exactly. We have to sell ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, I can answer that very clear because I remember this specific thing and it, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I, I practice a lot. Okay. So I think most people probably have the same problem I do, most artists, which is we forget what our resources are. We're very fixed on things we want to make, things we want to create and things we think are fun. Yeah. And we forget about, uh, other parts of this, our sphere of influence. And I learned uh, a lesson years ago that, um, that I had resources that I just never really considered. I think we do it mentally with ideas and everything, but let me, let me tell you exactly what I mean. Yeah. So I was just trolling through old emails. Okay. And of mine, <laughs> not, not anyone else's, <laughs> uh, trolling through my own old emails, not like the NSA. And I discovered there was this uh, guy I knew who had been a, a copywriter for Wyden and Kennedy that had been part, he didn't even hire me, but he'd been part of the job that I did for Sony one time, which didn't end well because of the Sony hack, but that's another story. But anyway, I look up this old email from maybe two years ago or two years prior to that event. And I'm like, ah. I just reached out to him like, hey, Devin, what's up? You know, like informally, informally. Not, not asking about the job, didn't ask anything, nothing. Just, the just job was long gone. Relationship again. Exactly. Just sort of re, refiring that because he'd been a friendly guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went and he said, oh, I'm doing fine. Uh, by the way, how's your Colonel Sanders? And, I and went, he originated he that. He originated that because Even I opened you, up But you moment. had known you'd reached out to him. Just with the intention of the colonel, like no, you know, I had no idea he was connected to KFC at all. Oh wow! Campaign. I okay. just said, "Hey, Devin, we worked together before. How are you?" You know. So now, why it's a resource? It's like you know, a lot of people. You've run in a lot of people. One thing I know because I've talked to a lot of artists 
uh, particularly actors, right? Mm-hmm. They don't collect the identities, the names and emails and any kind of information about the people they work with. Phone numbers. Yeah. They just let Facebook. it all go. Hey, I work with that. What was that? Oh, I think it was, a, you know, I did this commercial years ago. And, uh, with this director. This director. Person, maybe they know the director. This producer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they there. don't even know the name. Yeah. And they've, they've, they have no record of it. They just let it all go. And, man, I built my career on collecting people's names. So then what would you say to artists? So what's the, what's the takeaway then? Well, you got to always remember to collect. You, want, you, you need to have a little game going with yourself. Okay. How many people can I add to my mailing list? Now, these days, there's all kinds of easy shortcuts to doing that. Yeah. But there's also barriers because everybody's getting too much mail. So, like in the old days, when I would do a commercial, they would give you an agency book of everybody. Like if you were starting the commercial, which yeah. I, I had many spokesman gigs, and they would say, "Here's the book," and I go, "Wow, it's got the caterer, it's got everyone, the the yeah. van guy, it's got remember, and I the writers." Working on a couple of feature films, and you'd get the crew list and have the contact information for 150 crew, 200 crew that was on it. And I would take all those names and I put them on my mailing list. Now, my mailing list back then was done with. Actual mail, mail and stamps and envelopes. It cost a fortune. If I wanted to, do a, <laughs> if I wanted to do a mailing, it would cost me hundreds of dollars. But I never balked from that game because, mm. and I always tried to increase my mailing list, which is what everyone's crazy about doing today. We're trying yeah. to do it automatically. We're trying to funnel people. We're trying to make sure that everybody gets in, and and so it's the same game. And one does that any way one can with business cards or, you know, you can also go on uh, what one thing we learned from Ollie Helmine is that you can go on IMDb and go, hey, uh, what producers are there? What directors are there? What are their yeah, uh, do they have pro and you can yeah. get everybody's contact information right there. Exactly. If they're incautious enough to give you their email address. <laughs> so so we also collect those and we and now then the trick is. What do we say to these people? Mm-hmm. So you have to like treat it as if it's, I don't know, it's be, it'd be the same if you were at a party or at some big hang somewhere. Yeah, you like go, a networking well, how, event. Yeah, like how do I come up to somebody and not seem like a jerk? Yeah, or just boastful or weird. Or pulling on them yeah, and going, like, hey. This is what I do. Yeah. Listen to me. Look at me. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. So then you have to train yourself. Okay, how do I do that with the medium of the spoken word or the videos or, or some way. Mm. And that's a journey, right, that we're all on all the time. Because, like I said, the um, the etiquette of it all shifts a little bit. But the basics are there. you got to go, what would this person be interested in hearing from me? So this is where I'm lucky because I do the funny voices. Yeah. And I also, as a cartoonist, I can draw a little cartoon and send it to somebody. I learned early on that, you know, Nobody people, can nobody can resist a cartoon. Yeah, people enjoy that. People enjoy it. You got to look so at it's it. It's finding that that's an interesting point. It's finding something fun, and I mean you're using humor. Yeah, and people like to laugh. Yeah, or delight yeah. or um, interest or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're using but mediums of impressions and mm. cartoons or and they're thought provoking. Yeah. Um, you I mean, get I love, sucked in. I love There's no barrier. That. You want to see it? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that. Uh, but that's interesting. So there's you have the bulk mailing list, yeah. But then you are also going through past personal and sending yeah. personal, yeah. Because we forget, yeah. Like like that guy, I was like, oh man, he's been on my mailing list. I put him on my mailing list, so he's been <laughs> getting stuff. But I hadn't like really gone back and forth with him, yeah. And uh, thank God I did that yeah. day, you know. And I, but I realized there's probably dozens of guys like that. How often? 
Okay, so don't mean to call you out if I'm calling you out, but like how often do you recommend, I guess, somebody should go back through and just send out just cold emails like that. Just like, hey, it's been a while. What you been up to? I mean, it depends on your, 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 what you got going on, you know, and what your need is. I think if you are a master at communication, you can do it, you know, not limitedly, unlimitedly is yeah. the word <laughs> I was searching for. Yeah. You know, if you, if you have a pleasant, if people, if you have a pleasant personality that you can project, if you have something to offer, yeah. You know, like Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, I admire him fantastic a lot. He's a fantastic guy. And he puts out mountains of content every day. So much. And it's all, I, you know, I listen to quite a lot of it. And it's like, you know, I'm getting a lot out of this. There's yeah. only when he gets into niches that I'm not interested in. I go, okay, you know, I, I, I get keep it. Scrolling. Keep scrolling. Yeah, let's keep going. But his basic message and how he interacts with people is so pleasant. Yeah. And, and there's so much value. And there's so little tug at you to buy or to be funneled or any of that stuff. That you're like, you know. I could listen to them every day. Yeah, it's being interested in the other person and really just asking how they're doing. Is it? Is how it are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, so I like. I, I think people. I just think just to press that point again is yeah. This, you probably have people on on your mailing list that you haven't spoken to in a while, and their lives have changed. Your lives have changed. If you had some kind of connection to them that was of affinity and you worked together and it was kind of fun or you wouldn't mind doing it again, uh, rather than hit them up, just put a, put a line out there and say, hey, I was thinking about you. Uh, I'll never forget that thing we did for Toyota. It was so funny. And that thing you said, I, for whatever reason, I've never forgotten it. And uh, good on you, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I just, it was funny. Literally last night, I got a drink with a buddy of mine who I haven't probably seen in 10 years. But we've followed each other's stuff over Facebook. And, but again, he, he texted me. He was like, hey, are you in town? Would love to just catch up. Mm-hmm. And it was an hour. It was $15 between the beer and, you know, a few mm-hmm appetizers. The ROI was probably huge. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like, who knows? Like, he's an actor. I'm a director. We might have a project. He might come up and be like, oh, you know, and he refers me to something. I refer him to something. Right. Um, And it's so fascinating just taking that hour. I've always noticed the more meetings I do, the more times I get in front of people, for some reason, my income goes up. And... My girlfriend always hounds on me. It's like, how many meetings have you had this week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how many ha- meetings have you had this month? Mm-hmm. Like, go out there. And so it's, you know, as you're, you know, just emailing people and just email this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a job for what? It's been the last three years? Three years, yeah. So you never know if you never who know. you email could lead to something. But also you, but you didn't go into it being like, uh-uh. I want to get something out of it. No, You're but just... once I found out what it was, <laughs> then I went on the hunt. <laughs> so, okay, explain that then. So, okay, so, uh, yeah. So because I don't think, uh, I know, I mean, I grew up acting, and I definitely know I didn't hunt as hard as I should have. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, you just go on auditions and you get work, right? Yeah, sometimes. And there's this, but there, there, I had a tremendous naivete about it. Yeah. I mean, granted, I was a teenager. I was like 13, 14, 15, 16 years old when I was doing this. And I was just like, okay, go to acting classes. And then you go on auditions and you get work. Yeah. 
yeah, in a perfect world. Yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you what I did. So I once I made this contact with the guy, and he said, "Hey, how's your Colonel Sanders?" I went, it's pretty fucking good. You know, uh, <laughs> 100% confidence 100%, in it. Yeah, and he said, oh, that's interesting, interesting. Maybe we'll, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but what, the, what I decided to do was demonstrate my confidence. So okay. I made a demo. I recorded. Unsolicited, like he didn't ask for, I mean, you know, he asked how was your, yeah. so he kind of put so, it there. So I went to the booth. But you and took I, the initiative to do it. I created a thing and sent it to him. And he went, really, really nice. I'm going to run that by blah, blah, blah. So, and then I'm like, okay, that's all right. Then I may have done another one. Mm. So I created on this. So you just kind of kept lightly pushing it. I kept feeding it. And then eventually they went, yeah, you know, we'd like to hire you for a demo. So then they had a more specific demo of an an actual ad. Specifically like the the lines that you... Yeah, you know, know, the bucket of chicken thing, the copy thing. So they went, oh, this is good. This is a development because now they are paying me to do what I already did for free. So now, okay, good. But my first impulse was, let's do something for them for free. Yeah. And that's also something Gary Vee talks a lot about. (laughs) And I think it's very, very true. Uh, Do what it is that you are trying to do. Don't let anything interfere with that. Like, oh, you're not being paid to be an actor? Good. Be an actor anyway. Yeah, you got to put it out there. Do it. Do it. You know, yeah. you, there's nothing, there's no barrier really anymore. I mean, it's, it's, I mean you have iPhones and, yeah. you know, yeah. shoot it on your iPhone and put it out there. People that wait around and go, God, it's so hard to make a movie. It's so hard to do this. And like, okay, plenty of people are not saying that mm-hmm. and they're just going ahead and doing it. And uh, I'm glad the dungeon is open. Because, uh, <laughs> a lot of the prisoners are going to be very happy about that. Uh, uh, yeah, so you just... I always tell this to young voiceover people starting out. People go, I think I'd like to do voiceover. Good. What is stopping you from being, from doing voiceovers? Literally a voice. I mean, <laughs> I'll never forget this story. There's this the group called Odd Future. They're a rap group. Hmm. And uh, the kind of the leader of that group, is, his name is Tyler the Creator. That's his rap name. Tyler the Creator. Yeah. I like that. And uh, he started, they recorded their first albums off of the microphone built into a Mac laptop. Nice. That was their micro that was their yeah, studio so, microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and so they held it up. They were yeah. Like this. This is they great. were <laughs> Jim has his laptop with him. Hey y'all, what's up? <laughs> I'm gonna do a little number right now. I think y'all gonna appreciate it a lot. Check it out. All right. Hit I me mean, up. but I legitimately think that's how they did it. Wow. And they just like, I wanna record music, I wanna rap. Why not? Right. How do we record it? I mean, you have voice memos now on your phone. You just record it there, put it into a free editing program like GarageBand on your yeah. Mac yeah. and yeah. call it a Garage day. Band. I love GarageBand. It's the best. There was some another artist that I knew or read some article that he went into an um, Apple uh, store, store <laughs> and used their <laughs> yeah, and used their computer every day for six <laughs> months to produce his album. Unbelievable. That's great. Yeah, just so what, like what a great hustle that is. I mean, you have to have tenacity. You have to have <laughs> yeah, you know. That's what you have to have. You have to have those unphysical things: tenacity, inspiration, uh, persistence. You don't have to have this device, this box, this suit of clothes, this connection. No, you just need to have the desire and 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 intention to do. But it. and it's the persistence I've really found. It's like, you know, if you just keep going at it hard enough and long enough, you'll make it. Yeah. I mean, you have to be clever about it too. Yeah. And the organizational aspect, which I know is a big yeah. part of your emphasis. So that's true too. Once you, you got to build a structure so that that creation doesn't just die on the vine. 
it, 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 you stay in touch with people. You, you let them know what you're doing and you build your audience and build your connections. Then you get your finances in order and, and also get your dreams and, and inspiration and attention in order. Like, where am yeah. I going with this stuff? What is the, what is the specific goal I'm going after? You know, yeah. whether it's landing a feature film, whether it's having an art gallery, whether it's whatever mm-hmm. your, you know, that goal is. Um, looking at that then next, what would you say from a business standpoint are your kind of biggest policies and your biggest successes that you've done? Well, planning things out and really creating a structured sort of program of actions where you, uh, and actually having that on paper where you go, here's what I'm trying to do. What are the steps that lead up to that? And then let's target out those steps so that it doesn't just float along in space and time forever. And I look back three years from now and I go, didn't I want to... <laughs> You do Project X. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was a great idea. Why did I never do that? Yeah, (laughs) sure. That's such a human thing, right? Oh yeah. So when I have had the 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 stick to itiveness, the you know discipline Mm -hmm. to institute that, when I do that, I always get results. That's what I did with my first live show uh, after my viral hit uh, Shakespeare and Celebrity Voices. I went. I gotta get this. Um, I gotta get this show on the road and really get it going. I, so then I constructed a program about that, and uh, it helped a lot. So doing that, you're just kind of like you're naming out the goal mm-hmm. and then working out the steps mm-hmm. on which you would take to achieve that goal. Yeah, and you don't always know all the steps, but you know you, you know the ones you know, and you know the ones that'll likely produce a change, and then you fill in the rest as it goes. As you along. keep going, yeah, it's a moving moving entity. One of the things I've been that I've found. And I think you mentioned it, but I think it bears repeating setting like targets and time yeah, yeah. dates of like, cool, this big, needs to get done by me. this date. This <clears throat> needs to get done by this date. Yeah. And artists hate that shit. But <laughs> professionals live by it. Yeah. So like anybody who's a, like your dad, who's a composer, he's got dates that he's got to make. He's yeah. Got, I mean, it's, we're recording the orchestra on this date. And then they're mixing the music on this date. Yeah. And, you know, they're filming from this date to this date. Yeah. Like, he's working on a show right now, and they need a song that's in the film. And so he's, like, mm. been needing to write that song and get it done before that film date, because it's scheduled. They're going to film it on this date. Super so. fun. It's super fun. You have yeah. a game, then. You have, like, okay, I have to think of this brilliant idea in the next 10 minutes or the next <laughs> three days or whatever. And and it, it, it's fun. And I need to deliver when you it. achieve that, and you got to deliver it. When you achieve that, it's like, oh... You, you get happy because you've achieved a goal. You yeah. know, you've done something on the way to that final uh, thing that you're trying to go for. So, totally. and most artists don't do that. They uh, when they're in their arty kind of mode, they of feel like, that they need to be inspired. Yeah. To, to get it done. Yeah. What would you What would you recommend on that? On breaking out of the waiting for inspiration. Oh well, there's lots of tricks for that. I mean, because the truth is. And what do you think about that concept in general? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, should, should artists wait to be inspired? Well, they'll wait a hell of a long time unless... unless <laughs> it's funny because you go, well, where is this coming from? What is this inspiration coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And I, the truth is the person generates it himself. There is not some planet or, or uh, you know, laser beam coming from some nebulous cloud somewhere called inspiration. I mean, the Greeks used to say it was like the, the muses, the, these these entities yeah. that would sort of, you know, inspire you. And I think it comes from breathing, inspire, respiration. All that comes from like blowing or inhaling or something. Anyway, uh, unless you're doing a lot of medical marijuana, which <laughs> is also the reverse of this. But uh, 
so event, and what I'm trying to say is the truth is your inspiration is coming from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are a constant in your life. So why not just push yourself? I say, and one, there's a lot of good tricks to get yourself to do that. If you go, God, I don't know. I just can't get any ideas. Good. So sit yourself down and don't try to think of one idea. Think of 10 ideas. So funny, I had somebody else who I was on this podcast and who literally said the exact same thing. It works. It's a great trick. You know, it's, it's much harder to try to get the one. It's like, I think it's the difference between like you go to the golf course. I'm, I'm not a golfer, okay, but I've, I've hit a few balls. Go to the golf course and like go, I need to make, you know, sometimes at a tournament, it's like the hole in one yeah. and you win a big red Mercedes Benz and you go, you know, I could drive, a, I guess I could make my peace with the big red Mercedes Benz. And you kind of desire to get the ball in the hole. The difference between that, which is absolutely impossible, and going to the driving range and hitting 50 balls. Yeah. You get much more fun out of that hitting the driving range. And, you know, sometimes you get a really good shot at that driving range. Yeah. Much better than that one time you were trying to win the stupid red Mercedes. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. So that's an analogy I just, I just came up with. But um, so that's a good trick. Think of 10 ideas. Um, another one is, oh, we dinked out. We ran out of batteries there. We'll never know what that other idea was. Let, please, please hold on while we change the card. Or not. There we are. Technical so, difficulties on the video. So that second idea I just described, I think, is the best by far. It's foolproof. And if you go to my website and funnel down... No, uh, for nine ninety nine. Oh, but but if you order now, uh, no, I didn't actually mention the second one. So the second one is um, set yourself a target. Say yeah. you know, like uh, I've done this many times on an airplane trip. You're on an airplane trip. You're supposed to be just a bag of of meat to consume pretzels and look at things on CNN in the seat in front of you this far away. Forget that. Say you know what? I'm going to write a story. Uh, on this flight, mm. from beginning to end, uh, set your, or I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a screenplay idea, or or I'm gonna what or can three I make of them, or five of them. I, or five of them, yeah, 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 exactly. I had a friend who uh, a wonderful artist, and he had to take the train uh, upstate New York into the city every day. Hmm. So it's an hour and a half, maybe uh, you know from Westchester. I forget how long, maybe at least an hour, and he's sitting there. Well, most people read books. Now they're on their phones. Okay, you're absorbing, 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 absorbing. You're not creating anything, right? Yeah. So he would bring along a little box full of wire and uh, Sculpey clay and cotton cloth and tape and shit. And he would make these marvelous little figures Wow. on the way to work. Now, did he sell them? I doubt it. Did he give them away? Probably. Did he, you know, but he was working and making stuff. I guarantee he felt better and more alive when he got off that train than most of the people. Yeah. And if you start to work that way, even just even just carrying around a little notebook, I find is is great. Like in fact, this viral video that I just had out yeah. has a poem that I wrote. I wrote that in a little book while on the set of a, a commercial campaign where I did I did the voice of the California bear for some ads, a bunch of ads that were like, didn't pay very well. It's kind of like PSAs or whatever, but it was a big uh, animatronic bear. And I would, I would have to be on the set for hours 
and I would provide live the voice, which was fun. Yeah. But a lot of waiting, you know, like being on a movie set, you're mostly waiting. Oh yeah. So I brought along this little book and I was sort of writing this poem about being an impressionist. And I didn't know where I was going and I would just like, and then I'd forget about it, talk to somebody, and then come back to and go, mm, no, this word's better, no, this meter's wrong, Scru- blah, blah, blah. Scribble out a line. Scribble out a line, exactly, edited it. And finally, it came, it came together. So by one day one, day two, or whenever, and I had this nice poem. So then I did one video with the poem, then I did another video with the poem. Never really took off, but it's a good poem. I performed it for audiences. Anyway, I had an asset that yeah. I created in the cracks of my day job. That, just recently, I probably wrote it two years ago, three years ago. The viral video, the guy contacted me, he said, what do you want to do for this video, the, the deep fake thing? I said, well, he said, maybe a pop song. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know any pop songs, but I got this poem. <laughs> and what about this poem? He went, yeah, great. So, that was an example 600, of 600,000 views later. Exactly. Well, on the way to a million. Very exciting. And... As this person would say. As Morgan Freeman would say, the sky's the limit. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I think that's, you've had some great <laughs> stuff in this. Just keep creating. Come up with several, with 10 bright ideas. And to reach out to people that you haven't reached out to in a long time and yeah. just say hi. Yeah. And just say what's up and, you know. Keep informed. I think this has been great. Thank you so much. My pleasure, mate.